What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I have this show. We talk about collecting sports cards. You know, the people who are listening to this, this is you out there who are the individual who sees the card, okay? You see the card and you go to bed. And if you didn't already smash Ben, you wake up the next morning and you can't stop thinking about it. Running through your brain and you think to yourself, man, that just seems like too much. Seems like I shouldn't be paying for that. There's all these other things going on in my life and I can't possibly dedicate funds to getting that peace. Although I desperately need it. I mean, I'm sitting here and I can't stop thinking about it. So then you try to figure it out. You think about the funds. You think about the collection. You go over to your box and you start thumbing through and you say, you know what? It's a good time with that one. It was a good time with this one. And if I sell that one, all of a sudden you sprinkle a little little bit on top and you've got enough to go out and make that offer. We are constantly putting ourselves in these positions because we are collectors and we are ambitious and it never stops. It keeps going and going and going, going. And while all of this other stuff happens around us on the social channels, on the YouTubes, He says this, and she says that, and look it over here, and check out my new shiny object over here. We just kind of keep our heads down, and we let all that other stuff happen, because our primary focus is growing our collections to be something that means something very significant to us, and only us. And yeah, there's those side benefits. Get to post the picture, I get to get the like, I get the messages and all that stuff, and it's all fine and dandy. But when it's one-on-one time, us and our collection, when no one else is around, that's what it's all about, baby. And that is why the hobby is an amazing escape. And as I sit here and record this episode, the Stacking Slabs podcast, I want to first say thank you. To all of you loyal listeners out there, appreciate you, appreciate the feedback. Most importantly, I appreciate the passion that each of you brings to your collecting and the fact that when you have something new or when you want to take your cards, put them together and take a picture, you are allowing us into that journey you all have as a collector. It has been wild over here at the Stacking Slabs HQ. And as a matter of fact, we are weeks away from upgrading our headquarters. Yes, the headquarters. The headquarters that has been home to every episode. We're moving away. Bye-bye to this area. It is a sad day. I'm getting sentimental. Um, I think about all the time spent having these sorts of conversations in my current location, and that will change a little bit. We are doing all of the house things. We are preparing for closing day, going back and forth with the mortgage lender, going back and forth to make sure we can close on time, all of those things. And throughout that, there's also a highly busy 
job that I'm working on. We are pushing forward my company that I'm working on, just pushing and pushing. We're coming off of the greatest quarter in our company history. We're taking on fundraising. Expectations are higher than ever. And then somewhere in between all of this, we're preparing for kid number two over here. A lot is happening, but I still got time for this because you know what? This is my escape. Right before I got done, right before I hit record on this, um, I was doing Sunday work. And I, all of you ambitious professionals out there, I know some of you are turning your head and saying, I don't work on Sunday. And good for you. I wish I could be that way. But I don't go into my work week on Monday with anxiety and be overwhelmed. The way I found to avoid that is to dedicate a little bit of an hour to getting some prep work done. And um, now I'm switching gears over to talking about sports cards. I had a hell of a Sunday so far. Um, I took my daughter to the zoo, did a little one-on-one zoo time. We saw the lions. We saw the bears. We did the oh my thing. The sea lions did the dolphin show. Um, Had a good time. She's napping next door. Um, But those are some of those moments that you just can't get back. So while I'm talking about all of these things, I'm thinking about sports cards, and this is where sports cards are the secret weapon. So I'm like, went from being overwhelmed to prioritizing to happy land. And the happy land is the ability to literally turn off your brain and enter this new universe. That's why I don't, as a collector, have time for the stupidity that goes on in the hobby. I don't care about everything that's happening. All the mainstream, all the this person did this and that is bad. I don't care. Okay, call me a bad hobby participant. But all I care about is my own time spent, the interactions that I have, and the cards that I get. All the other stuff, don't have time for it. I just told you why I don't have time for it. My time in the hobby is special and it is protected. And I want to use it as a value add to my life and not something that I despise. And there's a mentality that when something bad is happening in the hobby that we all need to jump out and call it out. And I agree to some extent, right? We don't want a bunch of bad actors doing bad things and this and that. But then there's a part of me that just wants to keep collecting cards in my corner, talking to my buddies and just doing my thing because I don't treat this hobby as a negative experience. As a matter of fact, it's a value add and it's something that I deeply love. There's very little things in life that happen the way we want. And collecting sports cards isn't customized for us as an individual and it'll never be. But it's the navigating the roadblocks, the creating the best experience, the changing lanes, the finding cards, and the more time, energy, and passion that I have found that I put into the hobby, the more I get back. So we're here. We're talking about collecting sports cards. I've got stuff on my mind. Like I always do, I want to call something out. I saw the movie air last weekend, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but double thumbs up on it. I don't get to go to the movie theater too often, but we had we dropped uh, the little one off at uh, mother-in-law's house, swung over, saw air, had uh, the popcorn going, I had the big Diet Coke going, and talk about a flick, man. I loved it. Um, I hope if you have seen it, you enjoyed it too. If you haven't had a chance to see it, I would highly recommend it. I'm coming off the heels of watching Backlash live from Puerto Rico this Saturday. And what a show. 
Talk about a passionate crowd. Tons of fun, man. I love the premium live events on the wrestling side on a Saturday because it gives me something to do. So I just sat back. I had was chilling on the couch, some chocolate chip cookies, doing my thing, enjoying some professional wrestling. And on top of that, we had the rookies that we just drafted a couple weeks ago or a week ago. I'm losing track of time, but now they're on the field. They got their jerseys on. They're throwing the balls. They're running around, and it has been fun as a hardcore Colts degenerate to look at the rookies, take the field, and get excited about the season. And as a matter of fact, before I hit record on this, I pulled up my phone and I was like, you know what? It feels like it's about time for the season to come out or the schedule to come out. It feels like it's about time. And it is. So on the other side of this, Thursday, the NFL schedule is about to come out and I can't wait. Part of the reason I can't wait is because I'm trying to get in a road game before baby number two comes over here. So I'm trying to get to a spot. So I'm, I'm the big thing for me is looking at September um, to make sure, because that'll probably be the only window I can hit the road. So hoping that the Colts are playing um, at a spot that's easily easy to get to. Atlanta, they're playing there. Cincinnati, playing there. Easy to get to. So hoping one of those games happens in September. It's the month of May here in Indianapolis. A lot going on. The mini marathon took place this week. We've got the race at the end of the month, with his, which is actually on my birthday this year, it's always fun. I love being a, a someone from Indianapolis who is birthday is around or always around Memorial Day. The race stripes on it. It's like a double holiday. So excited about that. And speaking about the mini, one of a hobby friend, contributor, collaborator, uh, you know him. He has built an application that um, you probably use. I got a chance to kick it. Break bread, if you will, with a hobby friend, Josh Johnson, Cardboard Chronicles, who is in town running the mini. Um, we got a chance to smash some burgers, talk cards, and just talk sports and life and everything else. And I just, although it wasn't a card show setting, it was just a let's, you're in town, let's hang out setting. It's always fun to meet people from the internet and have chats with them and just talk cards and it just it breaks walls it breaks some barriers and you get to just have some real talk and josh and i have met in real life plenty of times um, but it was just good that it was fun that uh, it was able to happen in my city and josh was talking a little bit he's like hey i think indianapolis is ripe for a a big card show down here um, we are the convention city and um, the midwest monster is going on in june i believe the june time frame in fishers which if you haven't been to that show, I'm going to promote it for free right now because it's my area. Go check out the Midwest Monster. I've had a great time going to this show. I'm spending some time. I think they do a really, really good job. So that's happening um, in Fishers. And, you know, I don't have the date in front of me and I wasn't planning this. This wasn't on my bingo card, but you know what? I'm going to do it right now. We're pulling it up. We have... The show is taking place, okay, Friday, June 9th, Saturday, June 10th. J&J All-Stars putting it on. Any car exchange always has a present. Shout out to uh, those guys, Andy and team. It's a good show. So if you're looking for a Midwest show to get to, Midwest Monster, there's your promo from the Stacking Slabs podcast. Get out and check it out. But excited for that show. 
just excited to meet more people. Nationals coming around the corner. And I think I put this on my Instagram and I said, just long-term relationships in the hobby are, are the are long ship. Long-term relationships are the currency of the hobby. Extra set of eyes to find your dream card at a show, frictionless exchanges, sources of information, people to commiserate with, people to celebrate with, powerful bonds with other collectors are built are built when not only the cards but the passion is shared. I think about all the cool cards that I have in my collection. Sure, some of them came from me smashing Ben, winning auctions, but I'm telling you right now, a lot of the ones that I love in my collection came, and the only reason I have them were because of personal relationships. So I think about the 2014 Black Finite Andrew Luck Prism that I just got freshly graded and posted this on my Instagram, PSA 10. The reason why I got that card was because Grant Waldorf Stories was in Nashville, and he said, hey, this card's in Nashville. Here's whose showcase it was in. Reach out to him. That is a card that's probably was probably uh, close to the top of my list because I love 2014 Prism. You never see the Black Finites. To have a Black Finite of a player who is right at the top of my collection or one of the lanes I collect in, it's a dream scenario. That's the reason I have that card is because of relationship. I think about um, my 2022. Roman Reigns Superfractor at a Topps Chrome, one of one. Adam Gelman pinged me, said, hey, this card popped up in a group. It might be in my group. It might already have been sold, but reach out to the individual. I had reached out to the individual. He had a deal going, but it fell through. I ended up with that card, and now that card is one of my favorite cards in my collection. I think about the Roman Reigns ringside, one of one, black that I have. Love the ringsides, love the black, one of one from Select. That's a card I never would have gotten in if it wasn't for my buddy Jake Roy, 90s b-ball cards. He had a friend who pulled it. Someone actually pulled that card. It's human beings pull these cards. It's crazy. But he's not wasn't a Roman collector. So I reached out, made an aggressive offer, and they got the deal done. Uh, I think about my 2014 gold prism Peyton Manning. A lot of 2014 prism talk here, but I got that card. It was literally posted for a very reasonable cost on eBay and went back and forth with Drake on that. And he was like, you got to buy this. So I bought it and I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't pass on that. I think it's what it's all about. We're, we're, we're constantly trying to get cards that we're proud of that are significant to us. And there is this mentality that I have, if I've grown in the hobby is we can't just do it ourselves. The more relationships you have means the more eyes and ears out in the wild and online to help you end up with those cards in your collection. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with my man, Charm City Tim, how about that story, huh? If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back, listen to that episode. One of my favorite stories ever told on this show was from that episode. Um, so many messages about it and uh, just a hell of a story. And people want to hear from collectors. This is what I know. I have been doing this show long enough. This is episode number 317, 317. That's some. Uh, 
Indianapolis or Indiana area code coming at you. And people want to hear from collectors. People don't want to hear people don't want to hear the mainstream storylines on the show. People don't want to hear the finger pointing. People don't want the investment content that seem it all seems trivial when you hear a story that resonates and makes you feel something. Persistence, it's passion, it's consistency. And that is what I love about the hobby. This thing isn't transactional, even though everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, everyone wants to make it transactional. I buy this card for X, sell it for Y, rinse and repeat. Sure, that goes on. And there's people who do it and they're happy about it. But to me, what makes me interested, what makes me want to stay, is not only the pursuit of the non-transactional stuff, but it's the desire to hear stories from other collectors about the roads they've traveled, the rocks that they've turned in order to end up with the cards that they love. And that is why I'm bringing my man, Paul Wardle, at Wardle Combat, back on the show. I'm just going to be talking about collector-driven stuff. He, I always admire the way he collects, uh, how he's able to do it. And we're just going to have a a fun time um, talking about collecting his cards. He was recently on Mad Mike, Joe Montana, or Joe Montana 16 Collector, uh, just on his Instagram Live. If you're not following Joe Montana 16 Collector, Mike, make sure you do it on Instagram. He is having these lives every week. And they're amazing. And Paul was on this last week and he was just talking about Gretzky cards. And I don't collect Gretzky cards. I don't talk, collect hockey cards, but just to learn gives me inspiration and gives me ideas about how I can approach some of what Paul said in that conversation with lanes that I'm collecting in. I think one of the most important things that we can do as collectors in this hobby, and I, you've heard me talk about my work professionally gets integrated with this show. It's part of it, right? But I think the professional skills that we all have in whatever we do can be used to translate back into the hobby. Doesn't matter if you're in marketing, doesn't matter if you're in sales, doesn't matter if you're in engineering, whatever your role is, I've always felt like there's a certain superpower that we can lock that allows us to look at the hobby from a different perspective than anyone else. For me, As the marketing guy who collects sports cards, I always think about this casting a big net versus fishing with the spear. And both strategies certainly can work because they do based on the way you go to market as a marketer and the size and scale of your business and what you're really looking for. But to me, I'm always thinking about what is the most efficient. Now, I'm not opposed to a good uh, a good reactionary buy every now and again, but I've evolved past that. I would like to think now. I'll get off this recording. I'll open my phone. There'll be a card on one of my saved searches that I hadn't even thought about, and it'll hit me in the feel spot, and I'll want to smash Ben. I'm not perfect, trust me. But I think when I let things just come to me like that, the likelihood of me selling them when I'm trying to consolidate. To get a big card goes up. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I believe that each of us have these moments with these cards in our collection. And there's a time and a place where buying that card, enjoying that card, whether it's for three weeks, three months, three years, 
makes sense to us. And we should never have anyone tell us that that shouldn't because we all are writing our own story about our collection, okay? But for me, and the spearfishing of it all is when I'm doing that, typically I am landing bigger, better cards that are more significant to me. So it's not just player collecting, but it's player collecting plus layering in a type of card that resonates with you and then going after them. It's drafting off of a specific product. So it's, I like Revolution Galactics. Revolution Galactics have their first year in WWE. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are paying attention to them. I love these cards. So I'm going to go out and buy a bunch of these cards of performers that I appreciate from past and present because even it's, it's, I'm trying to be mindful of, I like the way these cards look. This is the first year of them. They seem affordable to me. Check, 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 check. Check in the boxes so I can spearfish and just go after them. Getting connected to other individuals who are spearfishing around the same waters as you, I think is a really good idea. Yes, you're going to see the competition. You're going to know it. Some things are going to happen and are going to piss you off. Your buddy's going to get this card and this other person who's collecting this lane you know about might not be your buddy's going to get this card and you're going to after it. But trust me, the more you know the people who are circling the same drains as you, the better of an experience you're going to get and the more you're going to get back. That is what I have found and that is something that I deeply value. Think being the ability, having the ability to be a seller and leaning into the selling and the process that goes on to constantly get money into your account that you then can go use to get those cards that you two, three years ago, you didn't think you had a chance to is really important. And that's why I have found the consignment route is for me. It's for me. It is efficient. I have someone I trust. Shout out Chris from Volume Accumulation. Plug, 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 enjoying working with them. But if I have a card that is sentimental, but I need to move it, I always try to find an individual first because it matters to me where my cards end up when I deeply care about them. And I know it's like a once a quarter thing where I'm giving up a card that I really care about because I have to, because I want to move into something else. It doesn't happen once a quarter, twice a year, something like that. Most of the other stuff, I'm sending it to consignment. I don't care about it with the same uh, intention or with the same passion as I do another card that I need to go explore and find the seller for. And there's this feeling that we get with cards. If you really care about them, I found you typically care where they end up. And I think understanding the lineage of cards helps tell the story. What type of story are you trying to tell with your collection? Guests who come on this show have stories to tell, and we are better for it from hearing them. You don't always have to collect with the same types of players, sports, and cards to learn. I know that. I can go listen to two collectors who collect hockey, baseball, Pokemon, and as long as they have passion and as long as they're being authentic and real, there's always something that I can learn. And I think that's one of the best parts of the hobby, being open-minded being curious, and always looking for ways to figure out how you can end up getting those cards of your dreams. You can do this. We all can do this. But I promise you, 
You're not going to be able to do this if you continually think from a transactional perspective because it's not going to get it's only going to get you so far. But the moment you start building real genuine relationships with people in the hobby and not just make it one-sided but also find ways to give back that's when the magic happens and that's when you start entering this hemisphere where all the other bullshit that goes on in the hobby seems trivial and second nature because you're so locked in on treating the hobby as an escape and enjoying every damn moment that you're spending in it. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed this time sharing some perspective with all of you. Mortal Kombat on the other side. Make sure you tune in. You all have a great week and we will talk to you soon. 